Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hey, everyone. It's Lisa from A Day in Our Shoes and Don't IEP Alone. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Today, I am answering a listener question from Arkansas. I will read to you what she wrote, and keep in mind this young lady is 15 years old. Um, What else can I do if I've been and done all the things you've suggested and more without best results for my dyslexic daughter? She still can't read past the third or fourth grade level, and she's in ninth grade. I've filed in federal, state, courts, OCR. I've paid an attorney. I had it advocates, and even due process hearings. I'm losing my mind, and my daughter is the one suffering. This breaks my heart, um, not just for this child, but because this same scenario um, plays over and over in our school's all day, every day, to the tune of about 20 or 25% of kids. We're failing our kids. Kids are graduating from high school, not being able to read. And it plays such a, it takes such a psychological toll on them. There's a quote that I, from a special ed director that I post on the Facebook page once in a while. And um, it's a quote from a special ed director. And he says, these kids come in here with learning disabilities and they leave emotionally disturbed. Because that is exactly what's happening. These kids have these learning disabilities such as dyslexia And they're not supported. And then it takes a toll on them mentally and psychologically. And they start to manifest behaviors of being emotionally disturbed. And then their IEP all of a sudden changes to ED and they get labeled as the bad kids. Here's a statistic for you. More than half of the people in prison cannot read at a functional level. Look that up, right? I don't have the quote here. I've heard it many times, many different ways. But more than half of the people in prison today cannot read at a functional level. Does that tell you something? But you're like, all right, Lisa, stop blathering on and on about this. What can I do? Um, And this is an area where my thinking has really evolved over the past decade. And the answer that I'm going to give you 
today on my thoughts on this is not the same answer I would have given you 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, fight, stay, fight. You have to fight the school. They, this is your right. This is your child's right. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Because I was so optimistic. Um, now I'd say do it yourself. You got to do it yourself. Um, I, one of the moderators of the Facebook group quit her job, bought the reading program that her daughter needed, learned how to give that program to her child and homeschooled her for a few years until the kid could read. And now she can read. And all, not all, there's still some, I'm sure, some residual stuff there. But um, her self-worth, her self-esteem, the only thing that fixed it was being able to read. So all these things that go along with these learning disabilities that we think kids need to kind of feel better about themselves, you know, this is just one one kid's example, but none of that worked. And the only thing that did work was actually teaching her how to read, you know, counseling and, and talking and exercises in self-care to have the child, you know, kind of accept that, oh, it's okay to not be able to read. And, and that's not who you are, you know, and all that BS that didn't work. Um, and I see a lot of that in IEPs and 504s for kids, that they'll meet with a guidance counselor one in a while, once in a while, or if they're having troubles, they'll do this and they'll do that. You know what? Just teach the damn kids to read. Like, you have one job. You have one job. Okay, someone say two, reading and math. Those are, your, those are the jobs of a school, reading and math. And math requires reading. So you have one job, just do it. It's amazing to me how much time and how much energy and how many resources are devoted by schools to fighting parents to not give them a reading program for their child instead of just teaching the fucking kid to read. Like, it's not that hard. We know what works. We have the programs. Like, how different would our school system be if we just taught kids how to read instead of constantly coming up with reasons why we weren't going to give that program? Right? Um, you might be out of money. So to this mom in Arkansas, I am terribly sorry if you are out of money at this point because you said that you've already spent money on lawyers and advocates and all that. Um, and that is the advice I would have given you 10 years ago. Fight. Fight the school. You can do it. Rah, rah. Um, 
Now, the advice I usually give is that, you know, we've all, none of us has really unlimited budgets, right? And unlimited pots of money. So I would take that pile of money and instead of paying a lawyer or an advocate, I would either pay for a private school, private tutoring, private reading program, you know, whatever it took, doing it myself online. Maybe you can get an, you know, you're in Arkansas, so I'm sorry if I'm stereotyping, but I, I personally consider Arkansas one of our less sophisticated states. Um, you know, so I don't know if it's even available there. It's more rural. If it's not available, you know, again, look it up online, see what you can do. I would network with dyslexic parents of dyslexic kids, you know, decoding dyslexia in your state or in other states and see what, what you can do. Um, see what has been successful. There's a group near me, um, and I just love them for, I've met them briefly. Honestly, I canceled out when they were supposed to go see him and I canceled out. They were one of the people I canceled on when I had the back pain that I mentioned a few podcasts ago and I feel terrible for it, but I just, I couldn't go. Um, but there's a group near me called everybody reads T E and that's letter T slash E. If you want to look them up on Facebook or online. Um, and T E is what everybody calls their school district. It's a school district in my county, and it is consistently ranked the number one school district in the state, and we're a state with 500 school districts. Top five, definitely. Depending on which which survey and what rankings they use, they're consistently number one in top five. Very expensive to live there. Taxes are sky high, as you would expect. Um, But this Everybody Reads TE group is a group of moms who said, you know, what the hell? We are the number one school district in the state and these kids aren't being taught to read. Like what is going on? Like if the number one school district in the state of Pennsylvania is not teaching kids to read, there's a problem. And they really brought awareness to the issue and attention. And I love them for the fact that they turned over that rock, man. They just turned over that rock and said, I don't care. You know, I am exposing, because they risked a lot. You know, people are very protective in these communities that have these highly ranked schools. They're very protective of their home values. They're very protective of a lot of things because they want to keep their top ranked schools. And by shining a light on the fact that these kids are not being taught to read, um, you know, they, they, they risked a lot. They risked a lot socially and with their, within their own community. So I, I love them for, um, for doing that and bringing attention to it. And, and hopefully the solutions they come up with can be a blueprint for other schools. Um, but to answer your question briefly, 
do it yourself. You cannot, it is, it is very clear after due process hearings and OCR complaints and everything else, it is very clear that your school district is not going to teach your child to read. So your choices are to either move to a district that will or find a way to do it yourself. And whether that's paying someone else to do it, paying for a private school or learning to do it yourself, um, you're going to have to do that. So I wish you luck. Keep us posted. Um, As always, there's the Facebook group where you can let us know how things are going. And thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group. Wait.